part of the problem with smoking is that I get really bad dry mouth. <laughs> so, what was I just saying? You've been smoking the devil's blood, <laughs> is what saying. Sanus Lapidus. Welcome to the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And we're here to review Disney Channel original movies. DCOMs. To see if they get a puff or a pass from us in 2020. And we're deep into the thick of it. Like we've been doing in the past, this isn't an original DCOM, but I feel like it is near and dear to my heart. This is a Disney Channel classic. A Disney classic in my opinion, but... Maybe not in everyone's opinion, but we watched a Goofy movie. Tell us what you thought about it. This is your first time watching it, right? Yeah, it was my first time watching it, and I was like, I don't think I had seen it before, and it was a good movie. Well, we're going to talk about it. I don't want to get too into it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you were a little skeptical at first. You were like, I'm really smacked. There's a lot going on. Goofy is weird looking. Now he's like a dad, but... As someone who watched it in 95, I was like, nah, this is... You don't know what you're getting into. And it it got better. And, yeah, I definitely remember watching this growing up. I used to watch this with my brothers. We rented it at least once. Maybe more than once. But it was definitely one of those... One of the first blockbuster night memories I have. Which is, like, near and dear to a 90s kid. Yeah, and that's what surprises me is I used to rent, like, DCOMs from Block... Well, we I didn't have Blockbuster. I had Hollywood Video. There was Blockbuster and there was Hollywood Video. We were a strict Hollywood Video fan. Family. Hollywood Video fans family. <laughs> and, yeah, we used to rent the DCOMs there, and I don't ever remember renting a Goofy movie. So, I think this is my first time watching it. So, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. So, if you want to take it away with the introduction, I mean with the synopsis, excuse me, we just did the introduction. You want to jump into it with us? Yeah, so it starts off with Max Goof, or Goofy's son. He's our one of our protagonists. He's having a dream about his crush, Roxanne. And just as Max is about to get his first kiss in his dream, it turns into a nightmare where he grows up to become his dad. Which I'm like, that's a weird dream. But dreams are weird, so it's okay. So Max wakes up and finds out he's late for a meeting with his best friend PJ, or he calls him Peege. And as he's rushing out, Goofy barges in to clean his laundry like tries to just do too much he's wearing his little like shower cap and bathrobe it was so cute he was so cute and goofy reminisces about max when he was a little kid when he was just a little pup and max rushes out the door and right into a montage about making a big splash for some for the summer on the last day of school so we're introduced into this movie on the last day of school there Class, are a lot of, summer classic right here. This is a summer classic. Summer movie. classic. And this is a montage heavy movie. It takes all of the montage boxes for every single type of montage. There's so many montages. Hey, KK, can I just can I just 
admit, I need to come clean. Come clean. I don't really remember this movie even it's now. Right. And it's so I'm right. like really reading the script because I'm just like, I watched it and I enjoyed it, but I couldn't tell you what happened. Hey, <laughs> this is the level of professionalism we get at Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. That's why we write things down in advance. That's... But I didn't take notes this movie. I was hey. too smacked. Also, you have me here, who is an expert you're, in you're this a movie fan. in you're particular. A fan. Okay, okay, okay. And you know, I just took the lead on this one, but Thank you know, you. just know the level of production that you're getting here when you're listening to Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. We write things <laughs> before the podcast. Yeah. We also edit. All right. So Max and Peach uh, and their AV friend Bobby, who is played by Pauly Shore in the most 90s cameo ever, but uncredited. Mm-hmm. Bobby is like the audio video guy, and they're putting the finishing touches on their master plan. <laughs> and as the principal is making his year-end speech at the assembly, PJ... It's like a pep rally, right? Yeah. Like a last day of school pep rally type of thing. Yeah. So uh, PJ and Bobby activate like the sound system and the projector on the stage, and Max starts performing as Powerline, who is like the hottest pop star on the planet. He's giving you big Bobby Brown vibes. He's played by Tevin Campbell. He's just like dancing around, having a great time, right up until the principal shuts him down and he yeah. gets sent to the principal's office. What an asshole. <laughs> After their music video gets shut down and the crew is sent to the principal's office, we cut to Goofy working as a mall photographer, which is like the most 90s moment. Like, we always used to get our pictures done at JCPenney's. So that was like, I actually, oh my gosh, I'm going to go on a rab- down a rabbit hole right now. This is a very specific memory that I have. Like, one of the most vivid memories that I have is being at JCPenney getting our like I think it was like our Christmas pictures done or something we were like dressed up well we we were always dressed up when we went to go get pictures but I'm pretty sure it was like our Christmas pictures and I just remember the photographer standing right in front of me like you know face to face like within inches of me and she was trying to pose me and like tilt my head and she had cheerio breath and to this day that's why I have a hard time eating cereal is because the <laughs> J.C. Penny photographer and her Cheerios breath. Cheerio breath. It's so gross. Alright, so <laughs> back to Goofy. So back, back to Goofy. So he works as a mall photographer. And Goofy's boss, Pete Sr., who's PJ's dad, is planning on is planning a camping trip trip to bond with Peach so that he doesn't go down like a quote-unquote bad path and essentially Pete Sr. is hardcore MAGA 2020. If he if it was yeah if it was 2020 Pete Sr. would be super MAGA. He would have been MAGA in 2016 and what is it called now? Keep America Great? I don't know it's still MAGA. Yeah he would be a maggot in 2020, 2016. And he suggests, so Mr. Maggot suggests to Goofy to keep a watch on Max before he becomes a criminal. Which is like, what? Where do you, where, why is your mind going down that path for, for Max? Um, 
And Goofy laughs Pete off at first, but he becomes terrified after he gets a call from the principal about the boys' stunt, their little, like, music video at the pep rally. So, in a panic, Goofy decides to take Max to Lake Destiny, where he and his father used to fish, in hopes that he and Max will bond in the same way. Meanwhile, Max is getting major props at school for his performance and even scores a date with Roxanne <laughs> to the pay-per-view party the class president is throwing for Powerline, which is that band that Max and his friends are obsessed with. So as Max get home, get, I can't talk today. Uh, My mouth is really dry. Max is like, it sounds It's a hard, hard word to it's say. It's a hard word to say. I'm going to take a quick sip of water. Because I just can't, doesn't roll off the tongue. So, as Max gets home, Goofy tells him about the cross-country trip and packs him into the car. So, as they're leaving town, like, Goofy is, I mean, sorry, Max is really caught off guard. And as they're leaving town, Max convinces his dad to let him stop by Roxanne's and explain why he can't go on the date to the pay-per-view party. So Max, who is Roxanne, who's clearly as into Max as he is into her, but she's also super nervous, is really bummed about Max and trying to convince her he wasn't blowing her off, tells Roxanne he can't watch the show with her because he will be in the show in L.A. performing with Powerline. Max just started digging himself a hole, burying himself. Under the cold dirt. <laughs> this is a pretty bad precedent to start with confessing women. It's like, make grandiose lies. <laughs> but Max, you know, gets back in the car with his dad, who's annoyingly chipper. And after they have a little spat in the car over music, Goofy starts making an open road song, which is the most montageiest montage in this yeah. movie. It's a super montage. Goofy uses a map that his dad used all the way back when they were traveling together and stops at all the now outdated places that he used to love growing up. Most notably, the Possum Park. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he embarrasses Max at the Possum Park and, you know, trying to be a funny dad as, you know, dads are wont to do. King of dad jokes. <laughs> King of dad jokes. Super dad jokes. But... Kind of pisses PJ off, kisses Max off, and Max walks off. So while Goofy is trying to reconnect with Max, uh, Pete and PJ literally run them over in a giant RV. PJ and Max are super excited to hang out with each other, and PJ PJ was like dancing so cute. He was having (laughs) like a little dance party. Yeah, and so like PJ is like super excited. That was a montage I appreciated. (laughs) So PJ is super excited to about Max being at the Powerline show and everyone in town knows about it and they're just like all super excited to see him there and Max is trying to figure out how he's going to pull this off so he doesn't disappoint everyone. Meanwhile, Pete tells Goofy that he needs to, you know, keep his thumb on Max, which he demonstrates by commanding PJ to cheat for him in bowling. So basically, he's the He's the terrible Disney dad, but he he gets his comeuppance, which is a lot better than the other Disney dads. He's never positioned to be like a smart person or someone that you should be listening to. But because Pete Sr. 
kind of puts the the fear into Goofy. Goofy gets a little little bass in his voice, and he's like, "Hey, Max, we're going down to the river. I'm gonna teach you how to how to fish. So get your shit and let's go." And so like, and he feels horrible doing it. He feels horrible doing it, and so Max and Goofy go down to the river, and Max tries to teach. Excuse me, Goofy tries to teach Max the Goof family tradition of the perfect fishing cast. But the only thing Goofy manages to catch is a steak, and that (laughs) steak attracts Bigfoot. (laughs) There's a Bigfoot sighting. That was so funny. He signed the release. Bigfoot, as elusive in the films as he is in the wild, made an appearance in this movie, made a cameo. And they're able to escape Bigfoot, but he chases them into the car, and they don't have any supplies or their keys. And after they kind of have another smoker and have a heart-to-heart, Goofy falls asleep. And while Goofy's asleep, Max figures out how he's going to pull off this power line thing. He changes the map, changes the route on the map, so that they end up going to Los Angeles instead of going to Oregon, where like Destiny, Idaho. Idaho, excuse me, where like Destiny is. Yeah, that was that was so hard was to watch because you were like, oh, Max, why are you doing this? You know, this is foreshadowing. Something bad is about to happen. <laughs> so the next morning, Goofy has a change of heart. And does decide he just decides that he's gonna ignore Pete's advice and instead I can't talk. And instead <laughs> give freedom to Max over the rest of the trip. So without knowing that Max had changed the route in secret, Goofy promotes Max to be the navigator and allows him to pick all the remaining stops on their way to Lake Destiny. They don't need to follow the old school map. Max gets to choose. Cue up another montage where Max and Goofy are having a great time stopping at Max's choice destinations. Goofy and Max stop at a motel and run into Pete and PJ charging up their RV. As the group pairs off, Pete overhears Max and PJ discussing the Powerline concert and how Max altered the map to lead them to LA. As Goofy and Matt, as Goofy and Pete are relaxing in the hot tub, Pete, Mr. Maga, tells Goofy that Max had changed the route and challenges him to look at the map. Goofy is like, no, Pete, my son is smart. My son respects me. But he finds out that Max did change the route. Without, with the next day, Without telling Max that he knows about the changes he made to the map, Goofy gives Max one last shot to do the right thing and lead them toward Lake Destiny. However, at the last second, they're they're coming to a fork in the road. Are they going to Los Angeles? Are they going to Idaho? Which I'm like, I don't even know what map. It would either say like Los Angeles or Idaho. But it's like Los Angeles, Idaho. And it's like Goofy literally like scrapes his car when Max says, left, Los Angeles. And Goofy is so upset. He is so upset. 
Yeah, he's completely disappointed. That and was completely closed another off. Another really hard scene to watch. That was a hard scene to watch. Oh my god. <clears throat> so Goofy, Max is fucking up. He's he's big time fucking up. He's fucking up big time. So Goofy is completely checked out at this point. Like he's too mad to talk to Max. He can't even look at him. And this was a funny. At, scene. At, you know, Max is you know trying to smooth things over, but Goofy is just like so upset. He just has to pull over and cool off. And you know they get into a shouting match because Goofy tells him that he knew about the the map change. And, you know, Max blames him for taking him on this trip at the last minute without asking him. And as things kind of escalate, they find out that Goofy didn't have the parking brake on. And the car rolls down the hill into the Grand Canyon. And as the two are trying to rush down the, you know, the ravine to to save whatever's left of this car... Uh, Goofy and Max vent their vent their frustrations about the trip, and in the end, Goofy tells Max that hey, I'll always that you'll always be my son, and I know you're growing up, and you know your life is changing. I just want to be a part of it. They're able to reconcile, not die off the waterfall, because (laughs) Max does the perfect cast and saves Goofy. And so when they get back to try to land with their dilapidated guard, they decide that you know, Goofy tells ah, Max tells Goofy about It's hard his... because you think Goofy is Max. <laughs> no. Max like, is Max. No no no, I know, but like I think that Max's name is Goofy and I think that Goofy's name is Max. Do you really? Yeah. Oh wow. It's That's hard funny. for me, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Max finally comes clean to Goofy about his his big ass big ass lie to everyone in this community, and Goofy is just like, you know what? Fuck it, we can try. Like, let's do it. Let's try to do it. Mm-hmm. Let's just go to L.A. and try to sneak you on stage with Powerline, and and so they fast forward to the finale, which is an extended music video, mm-hmm. but Goofy and Max sneak backstage in equipment carts. And managed to goof their way on stage. There's no other way to describe it. They goof their way on stage. Max and Goofy dance to the final number with Powerline. They hit him with a little bit of that perfect cast, you know. And you know, of course, the town goes crazy seeing Max and Goofy up there on stage. Mr. Pete, who was a super hater, feels like shit because he should. Haters should. And. Afterward, Goofy and Max drive their... Whatever is left of their car, it should just be nothing. Back to Roxanne's. And Max comes clean to her about, you know, the Powerline story, how he made it up, how he didn't know Powerline, and just said it to impress her. And Roxanne is just like, I already liked you. And (laughs) they have, like, an awkward first kiss. And I don't remember the end of this movie at all. Yeah, that's how it is. I don't remember after the the mole almost falling off the waterfall. Oh, yeah, so you missed, like, a whole I, power line. I missed, like, the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. The middle, I'm real strong on. You, you didn't. <laughs> I was so high. <laughs> you, like, you, you saying this right now, I'm like, wow, I would not have been able to say that with any kind of confidence in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so 
Yeah, I, I did enjoy the movie. I just don't that remember. That was a goofy movie. Clearly, Wickles was <laughs> enjoying the uh, the uh, purple Urkel a little bit. So you know what it is. I feel like that pen. It just gets me faster. I mean, it's true. Yeah. You know, like we're we're vaporizing out here. We're diversifying our bombs. Yeah. Yeah. But like today, the flower, I'm like feeling it. You know, like in a different way. I feel like flower. I feel like the vaporizer does not replace flower to me in any way, shape, or form. Dabs doesn't replace flower for me. Like flower is its own thing. Yeah. But yeah, neither here nor there. Uh, okay, some, so let's let's chat about it. What do you let's think? Let's chat about it. I thought it was so awesome. It was as good as I remember it as a kid. Oh, wow. That's yeah. good. I'm glad. It was so much fun to watch. All the songs were really fun. And I feel like like the, there wasn't really like a problematic dad like Pete was like super oh my problematic gosh, it was so refreshing but like to Goofy not have was the like, protagonist dad yeah. be problematic yeah, he oh. wasn't problematic at all he was just like super earnest <sighs> and in a way that you would expect Goofy as a dad to be though yeah and yeah. like Max was just like hey I love you you're super annoying and he's like fair <laughs> but it was it was fun and their interactions felt really heartfelt in the way that you know like maybe didn't come across to me as much when I was a kid yeah uh, I just had a really cute thought I'll save it for later for <laughs> off the pod <laughs> um also had a really strong voice cast randomly like Polly Shore was in it uncredited and there were a bunch of other veteran voice actors who did their thing in this movie I didn't actually write it down yeah but, you know you can Wikipedia that shit. Give give donate to Wikipedia if you haven't. We haven't mentioned that. One of last the, time um, I was there, they said like, "Hey, give us five dollars." So do that. <laughs> One of the TikTok like roads I've gone down gone down is um, voice actors and like people who read like Audible, uh, like for audiobooks and uh, like who do commercial voiceovers. It's been pretty interesting to watch. TikTok and nonstop. Yeah. But let's get back to the to a goofy movie. Yeah. I'm uh, Roman. I'm Roman. Other um, takeaway, Powerline still hits. Powerline is the truth. No, All of those songs are great. I don't think so. You're a hater. I don't remember them, so I'm gonna say they're not good. <laughs> Boo was a hater. Powerline was the truth. Powerline there were a lot of montages in this film. Which is maybe why I don't remember a lot of the movie. Because I'm like, there was... I just felt like there was a lot of filler that wasn't pushing the storyline. Yeah, there was so many montages. Yeah. And so... Montages are usually forgettable because they... um, In my opinion... In your opinion. I think that montages are kind of forgettable. Like, because they're usually not doing anything except passing time. And I think that too many montages can you can make you start to forget the movie. Yeah. Because I'm, like, just not paying attention. Like, if it's during a montage, I'm like, okay, I'm probably, like, scrolling on my phone and, like, looking up and checking if it's still a montage. Yeah. You're just passing the time mentally. Like, you're not engaged. So when there's too many montages... You're not you, engaged for a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I can dig that. I would say some cringeworthy stuff is Pete Sr. Oh, Pete yeah. Sr. super cringe. Also, like, it's, it's kind of weird that, like, Max went through a lot of lying to impress a girl who already liked him. But he, he didn't know she did. Yeah, but even if she didn't, like, that's a whole lot of lying. Yeah. <laughs> Max- I mean, she did say yes to the date. Shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's as close as I can get to like a cringeworthy thing from like a protagonist. It was pretty. I don't wholesome. think it was cringy. Yeah, I think every, it was very Disney. It was very, it was very wholesome, and it felt like there was a pretty clear lesson throughout, even though they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a good start of summer movie. I will say that. Like we're we're watching it right now, and we're like in late-ish summer. And I think that, like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good June movie. You should Definitely watch this movie, movie in June. Also, like, the montages, like, the end of school montage and the open road montages were actually really fucking funny. Hi. So, um, there's that. So, final thoughts, Wiggles. Do you want to give this a puff or a pass? You go first. Well, I know what I'm going to give it. So I want to know what you want to give it. I'm still trying to form my thought. Well, if you need me to say my thought, then you're waiting for me to form your thought. I think I want to give this movie a puff. Okay. But I think I also want to give this movie a pass. Okay. Because I think that there were a lot of really good parts in this movie. But there were also, like... Not a lot of bad parts. I just felt like a lot of unnecessary parts. Really? And I mean, so, not really. Like, there definitely were a lot of montages. There absolutely were. And so, like, the the Bigfoot montage was, like, a really long montage. And that didn't have anything to do with the movie. Yeah, like, the... Um, well, I mean, that that kind of forwarded the plot a little bit. Like, the, uh, like the high dad soup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's Hi, right. that soup was cute. That was really cute. And so that's what I mean. Like, I loved... I loved the storyline. And I loved, like, the story it told. But I just think that there were a lot of parts of the movie that I didn't like. So ultimately, I think I would have given it a puff. But it's not at the top of my list. Right. So I'm going to give it a puff. It's like a super puff. Like you puff that shit twice, big old, you know, blunts along on my arm of this movie. A goofy sized puff. A goofy sized puff. It was a great movie. It like, it depicted like a single dad relationship in a yeah. way that was like really wholesome and like connected and like Finally, told like right? a summer story and like a coming of age story that like connected like kids who are like trying to like grow and be independent of their parents and like parents who are just like hey like I get it I was your age I just kind of want to be there yeah. and for that to be the central lesson of the movie I thought was pretty cool also I really fucking like all the songs Pyroline is dope and you know you get all the classic Disney stuff that you're waiting that you that you're here for. And no problematic dad. Like, that's definitely a puff. I would watch this with your kids, eat an edible, you know, do it maybe like 30 minutes before. So, like, by the time the no, first montage like kicks in, before. like, you're really, 
you know, get, get into it. Maybe an hour before. Yeah, you know? I feel like 30 minutes before taking edible is dangerous. Because you could, like, take too much in hopes to, like, speeding it up. No, that's a bad idea. No, I know. So that's why I'd be like, give it an hour. Yeah, give you know, just, like, just watch it and enjoy yourself, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's a fun watch. It was fun. Yeah. So, any other thoughts? No, I think that's it. This was this was a good movie. It was different. It wasn't a decom, but it was a Disney classic. So yeah. I hope you forgive us. <laughs> yeah, and I hope that you all enjoyed this episode and enjoy this movie and enjoy some of uh, that ganja green, that herbal love. But this is KK, and I'm Wiggles. And uh, from the greenhouse, we just want to say uh, thank you for tuning in and uh, see you when we see you. Yeah, have a great week.